This is More Knowledge, More Wealth with your host, Gabriel Shaheen. Gabriel is a certified financial planner and a registered investment advisor at Falcon Wealth Planning. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the services or securities discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full informed investment decision. Now here's your host, Gabriel Shaheen. This is Gabriel Shane, Certified Financial Planner, and your host of More Knowledge, More Wealth here on every weekend talking about all important topics of personal finance. Our job is to give you the knowledge you need to increase your wealth. Now, to the listener, you can always reach out to myself or any one of our colleagues here at Falcon Wealth Planning. Our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON like the bird or visit our website at falconwealthplanning.com that's falconwp.com for short now i'm the president of falcon wealth planning we are a fee only non-commissioned true fiduciary folks and we help with all aspects of personal finance folks give us a call we would love to help we can handle where you are today how retirement looks like talk about taxes investments estate planning insurance rental properties commercial you name it folks Anything that involves a dollar sign. We got offices all across the country. We can help no matter where you are, folks. Our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird. Our headquarters is here in sunshiny state of Southern California. With that being said, it's been raining quite a few times. So you know how Californian people are. They have any reason to complain, folks. That's why traffic is terrible when it rains. Needless to say, just making some jokes here. Uh, if you have any questions, doesn't matter where you are, we would love to help. So last week on the show, I talked about banking. I talked about run on the banks. I talked about all the craziness that we've been going through since last week on that show. Now, the crazy thing about last week is I had a significant busy week. I actually recorded that show on Monday. <laughs> And this what happened Thursday, Friday. You notice on the show I didn't mention anything about Silicon Valley Bank? Yeah, because I recorded on Monday. I was talking about just big picture situation. And it's crazy to think, folks, what actually transpired. Or is it crazy to think? I mean, you had some of these banks over here acting like bozos thinking they're running a bond fund. Like, it's quite frankly sickening to think that they would mismanage assets so Heavily. Now, here's the thing. There's other regional banks that are also potentially doing the same things. And our Fed, not our Fed chair, excuse me, our Fed chair is Jerome Powell. Our head of treasury, Janet Yellen, who used to be the Fed chair, uh, she was actually highlighting to the fact of there could be more of these. So you are seeing in the stock market this week, bunch of ups and downs and financials just going extremely volatile because nobody really knows what's going on. Now, here's the thing, guys, with Silicon Valley Bank. They actually bought a registered investment advisory company back in 2019 that managed $15 billion for almost a billion dollars. So that division is still intact so much so there is a lot of banks excited to gobble them up which is why they do these weekly auctions these bids for failing banks folks it's all deposit dollars there with the fed's involvement it's a value buy for the strong banks that are out there 
And so especially when they have used to have back in 2019, 15 billion, they could have 25 billion right now. Now, the crazy thing about Silicon Valley Bank is it was only the rich. I just read that Prince Harry and or I don't know if he's a prince anymore, whatever he wants to call himself, the person that's married to Meghan Markle. It's funny how he still uses her maiden name. Whatever the case is with those two unique individuals is that they claim they have all their money over there. <laughs> Aries money, you should say. So it'll be interesting how that goes. But here's the thing. They came out on Sunday and said that money will be accessible. Why? Because there was a lot of people very interested in this bank. It was like the 15th, 16th largest bank failure at the time. But my God, they mismanaged the hell out of that. It's extremely disappointing and quite frankly sad with how bad they did. They were treating it like almost a hedge fund, a, a almost like a bond fund, if you will. And I'll explain this. I spoke last week how if a bank has $1 billion in deposits, they can lend up to $10 billion. Well, because there was not as many people lend, borrow, wanting to borrow money, because interest rates are high, because opportunity costs for the bank – they can, in fact, move that money into like a one-year treasury at 5.2%. You know, why would they be incentivized to lend to other people? This is what's causing money tightening, and it's harder for people to get the business loans that they need, remodel loans, acquisition loans. So you are seeing a lot of this calm down a little bit on that front. But here's the thing. When there's not enough lending, what does the banks do with all their money that they have? They can lend up to 10 times that, remember? Well, what this bank did is a, it bought United States Treasuries, not the one years at 5.2%, but they had almost $2.8 billion in losses, or they needed $2.3 billion, excuse me. They had $1.8 billion in losses because they were tying it in some crap 1% to 2% bonds for long-term periods of time over a year. And this is extremely disheartening because when a lot of people wanted their money, there wasn't accessible money they had to sell at a loss which caused even more red which caused more people to pull their money out and this is what the cycle happened and how this whole collapse began because they made stupid investments trying to increase their profits it's absolutely crazy and i just it's hard to believe like something like this actually can happen by the way folks if you're just joining me you're listening to gabriel shane certified financial planner and your host of more knowledge more wealth here on every weekend talking about all important topics of personal finance and it's hard not to talk about the debacle that happened in the banking sector and now you have companies like first republic bank you have even charles schwab is being dragged into this i mean charles schwab makes the majority of their money off interest interest but they are an investment firm folks they make lots of money they have a banking division as well and it's crazy to think and to believe that now people are freaked out about these regional banks and companies but you know what it's the reality here's the thing if you have money at charles schwab we're not talking about the FDIC and cash. Your stocks are not protected by FDIC. Why? Because stocks can drop in value. Your stocks are protected by SIPIC. It's a securities insurance. I'm trying to remember this. Securities Insurance Protection Company. Okay? And so it is protected by SIPIC. Millions of dollars, and they have supplemental insurance for even hundreds of millions per account after that through London's bank. And London's insured. So what's my point to all this? It's crazy the trickle effect that this is now having on just people overreacting. It almost reminds me of like, 
like the toilet paper, right? People made a rush to go buy a bunch of toilet paper for no good reason at all, for some stupid reason. It's the same thing. People are rushing to the banks because they're thinking, what, their money is not there? It's kind of crazy. If everybody just were to relax, this would never happen. Heck, I know people that worked at the old Washington Mutual that is now Chase that still blames the media for their collapse because it caused everybody to freak out and do a run on the bank, which is exactly what we're talking about here. And so it's also forcing almost regional banks and you to say like, man, it's hard to compete with them. So much so you're going to have your money at the Bank of Americas, at the J.P. Morgan Chases, at the Wells Fargo's. And it's just sad to think that we are now forced to feel that is the case. Why? Because we feel that our Government won't let those fail. We they actually came out with movies saying too big to fail, but a lot of people have their money scattered and in smaller banks and in credit unions. And these companies, even if they're nonprofit or not, do look to increase these net profits. And to be so just poorly ran, where they put their money in what all that to get an extra one percent. I mean, it's it's disheartening to believe that they made that stupid, much stupid of a decision. But that is exactly what happened, folks. Because they weren't lending out, because they were looking to increase their their revenue, because they're paying out, let's just say, zero point nothing on the checking and savings account. They wanted to take that money they had available. It's almost like you, if you had all this money, what are you going to do? You're probably going to buy stupid crap. What does that mean? You're probably going to look to buy some stupid cars or some stupid house you're never going to go to or just some stupid items that are for sale. That's what people do when they have a surplus of money. And in this case, this business decided they wanted to increase their profits because they have all this money that, oh, by the way, they can leverage 10 times and they wanted to go see what they can do with it. So they made stupid investments, not thinking that consumers are going to want access to their money. Well, guess what? High costs have happened through inflation, high interest rates. What does that mean? If you're looking to buy a property, those millionaires are probably not going to want to take out a 7% loan anymore. Why? Because the banks aren't paying 7%. Where am I going with this? They pay cash. You know, there's a saying that Warren Buffett says, when the tide comes in, you see who's swimming naked. <laughs> I've said this before with tech companies that were losing billions and billions of dollars, and they had no way to sustain their cash flow. So they're laying people off left and right. And you're seeing that a lot with startups that are down 70, 80, 90 plus percent. I had a list of those companies a while back. I had a list of another, uh, another episode where I talked about the companies are all laying off individuals. You know, it's interesting when you see this Silicon Valley Bank, how much high affluent net worth people that they have. And people are worried about FDIC. Now, granted, everybody's going to be fine. They already said they're going to be able to honor everybody's assets. So they did already say that. Okay, good. But less than 3% of all their clients actually fell within the FDIC limits. That's 250000 if they're single, 500000 if they're married. <laughs> 3%, that's crazy, which means everybody there is like mega wealthy, right? I mean, that's crazy to think. So my point of this, even with a smaller bank, even though they're not that small, they're 15th, 16th largest in the United States, they're still being backed. They're still being protected by the feds. So I know some people are always so excited about FDIC and the security of it, but guess what? Look what happened. They shut down the bank on Friday, folks, last Friday, last Friday. What is the date of last Friday? I don't know. Let's look here. They did that on the 10th. Not so secure. 
And it's crazy because back then you could kind of come, remember It's a Wonderful Life, Jimmy Stewart. He's like, hey, hey, your money's not with me. It's tied up in Ed's house and Jimmy's house, right? Because they take your money, pay you nothing, and go lend it to somebody else at 5 6%. Well, if everybody all at once, like I said last week, wants to go get their money, they don't have the money to pay off everybody. And what happened back then is they went to the bank and Jimmy Stewart is over here, or forgot his name in the movie. He was telling everybody, George Bailey, that's what it was. He was telling everybody, hey, hey, I can't get your money. Well, nowadays you could just process those easily through wire transfers, ACH for anybody who has it linked. So it's crazy to think that that happened. It's crazy to think that there are some large corporations that have their money there that they can't even make payroll. It's kind of sad. Yet again, it's what happened. Folks, if you want more of a conversation around this, more of how your money could be secured, more to see what's safer, FDIC deposits or the United States Treasury, folks, give us a call. We can help with this. Now is a time where cash is king. This is a time where you're probably going to start seeing good deals come up. You're already seeing it in the stock market. Oh, by the way, the leading indicator. In addition to that, real estate is now dropping. For people that were interested to invest, this could be a good time to start preparing yourself to have money available when things start going in more additional sales. Folks, give us a call. Our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird. We can help relate the show to your specific situation and make sure you're just not chasing the next exciting thing. You don't want to always be chasing the fad because by the time the fad is there, it's already overpriced. When people are freaked out about real estate, that's the time to buy real estate. When people are scared of the stock market, that's the time to buy stocks. When people are worried about financial companies, I'm not going to tell you to go buy financial companies, but my goodness, some of the value on these are low. They're good value is what I'm saying. Folks, give us a call. We'd be happy to help. We're going to go on a quick break. We'll be right back after a few words. This is Gabriel Shaheen, Certified Financial Planner, your host of More Knowledge, More Wealth. That's on every weekend. We're going over all important topics of personal finance. We're going over retirement planning, making sure you're prepared for retirement, social security and strategies, real estate, taxes, avoiding them now and in the future, investments, reducing fees, commissions, and so on, insurance and estate planning. Folks, we are offering a free financial assessment that you could take advantage of. We have offices all across Southern California, including the Inland Empire. Give us a call to take advantage. Our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird, or visit our website, falconwealthplanning.com. That's falconwp.com for short. Enjoy the show. We look forward to serving you. Welcome back, folks. This is Gabriel Sheen, Certified Financial Planner, and your host of More Knowledge, More Wealth here on every weekend, talking about all important topics of personal finance. And today I was focusing on my reiteration of last week when I was discussing how banks operate and how it's not a shock if everybody went at once to go ask for their money. That's called a run on the bank. And sure as heck, I recorded that show on a Monday. And sure, and I never record a show on a Monday. And thank God I did record that show on a Monday so I can brag about people of how I was right on Thursday and Friday. Now, I didn't call out Silicon Valley Bank, Valley Bank or anything like that. But what I did do is tell you that it's not an uncommon situation. And by understanding that, your situation is also not uncommon. You have to make sure you're investing in the right things, the right companies. A lot of people are still investing in tech stocks, especially these mid and small cap and some of these non-profitable ones. You're buying the Carvanas of the world. You're buying the Pelotons of the world. I don't know what some people are doing. I mean, some of these companies have serious financial 
issues, losing billions upon billions of dollars. I don't know. I like Elon Musk, maybe because he's eccentric, maybe because I just love electric cars and not having to fill up gas. My point with that is what? My point is he bought Twitter. Twitter was losing a billion dollars, paying, excuse me, a billion dollars a month in interest. That it was like the biggest ego trip you could ever do. It had nothing to do with financials. It was the dumbest thing he has ever done. And quite frankly, he's done and said a lot of dumb things recently. Yet again, the problem I'm seeing with that is that most people out there are not making rational decisions with their money. I just got off the phone with somebody saying their alma mater was offering them VC funds. Like, like that's scary. Why do you have to take that much more risk? If their target rate of return is 15 to 20%, but their potential of losing money is 50 times greater than the stock market and 100 times greater than the stock market of going to zero, not just losing money, I mean, is it really worth that additional 50% return? The stock market averages 10% a year. Heck, small caps average 13% a year, both of those since 1926. Why do you care so much to try to get a 15 to 20% return? Because it's higher risk. Small caps lose more than large caps. They are more volatile. Naturally, they are. But sadly, people just don't think that way. Because tech did so great in 2019, 20, and 21, they're thinking it's always going to be the case. Folks, that was a high interest rate environment. Everything comes together. It's not that you magically got it, guessed it right. We were in a low interest rate environment. It made all the sense of the world to be tech-focused and growth-focused. Because you could be losing billions upon billions upon billions of dollars, but because money was so ex easily accessible to you, and not just to you, but to the companies, they were easily allowable to scale. So the vision of the analysts were, look how easy. If they continue this threat, this, this momentum, they're eventually going to be profitable because the numbers say they will. It's economies of scale. Now, some of these companies are still not profitable. I mean, some of these companies were so overvalued like Zoom during the recession that they were trading like at an infinity multiple. Now it's actually trading at a fair multiple. What's my point with all this? I'm not telling you to buy Zoom, by the way. I'm not. And by the way, it was trading. At, it was like at 500 bucks. Now it's probably under 100 bucks. My point with all this, folks, is how are you in God's name making these decisions? I mean, are you listening to like the TV, like a Jim Cramer or something? Like what possibly makes you feel you have the capable just know-how? To be able to execute this on your own. If for professionals, they're dumbfounded with these banks like Silicon Valley Bank and uh, First Republic Bank. Some of these you know, fairly good banks that have made just one or two stupid decisions. Who's to say other stupid decisions that other people haven't made in other companies that are being ran? This is why, folks, there is no substitute for a globally diversified portfolio. So sure, some people got lucky on the Apples, on the Amazons, on the Teslas. But at the end of the day, folks, there just is not a substitute for discipline, knowing when to buy and knowing when to sell. If you are properly allocated, you are able to do that consistently. And I just don't see people do it. It's boring to them. They love the meme stocks, the AMC, the GameStops, which are a dying company. Like, holy smokes. Like, I had a, one of my clients was going to buy a shopping center, and he was bragging about GameStop being in there. I'm like... It's a dying company. I don't understand how that's even going to be around in five to ten years. They were losing so much money. And same with AMC. Are you going to the theaters? Heck, Top Gun, Maverick almost saved the theaters over the summer. But last summer, excuse me. But, I mean, have you gone since? 
I mean, I, I used to love going to the movies. I want to take my daughter to the movies. I remember watching Toy Story there with her, the last Toy Story. But just it's just not in our DNA. People are busy. People want things instantly. It's sad that you can get DoorDash delivered to your house faster than probably emergency services that come to some of your houses, depending on where you live. But this is the reality of where we're at. And this is what you need to reanalyze. By the way, folks, if you're just joining, you're listening to Gabriel Shaheen, Certified Financial Planner, and your host of More Knowledge and More Wealth here on every weekend, talking about all important topics of personal finance. And my whole point to you is, are you analyzing your portfolio? Even if you are in indexes, which I heavily recommend globally diversified portfolios, I heavily recommend that. And there's very specifics that you could do because there's large cap, there's mid cap, there's small cap, there's international, developed markets, emerging markets. All of those have large, mid, and small cap companies and growth and value subsets on top of that. How are you allocated? Because what was good last week or last year or last decade is not good now. That doesn't mean get rid of it, but you got to allocate and rebalance your portfolio. But people just aren't doing that. They're just happy of where they're at. I don't get it. This is your money. This is your future. And people are like, no, I'm going to do it on my own. I tell, some, tell, uh, sometimes tell people I'm a financial planner. They like walk away from me like, oh, my God. Oh, whoa. Hey, uh, I manage my own money. <laughs> like, are you, like I, I have some disease? I'm confused. Like it's just crazy to me. So you know what I tell people now when they say what I do? And it's sad what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it, guys. I help rich people get richer. Because it's sad. It's like the rich people who understand you got to spend money to make money. Rich people hire the lawyers when they get in trouble. Rich people, when they have a tax problem, go to an accountant or have had taxes, uh, accountants in place. When they have money questions, they hire a financial professional. Isn't it weird how all the financial planners, the small, excuse me, all the rich people in the world have financial professionals? And it's like those with like a couple hundred grand, like, oh no, uh, that's a waste of money. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. Don't you just ever wonder? I mean, I'm going to say it again. There's a reason the rich get richer and the poor stay poor. Open your horizons. What, you know it all? Not even the professional you're going to talk to knows it all. Of all the alloc allocates that I've won, we're talking dozens of allocates. Uh, uh, we're, we're talking about top financial advisor, rising stars, RAA of the year, which is investment company of the year. I mean, of all these, on multiple sources, advisors to watch, influential uh, advisor, I mean, probably top 100 advisor in the country. Me biasly saying, of course. <laughs> Hell, I'll say top 20. Hey, why stop at the country? Say the world. <laughs> What's the point of all this? The point of all this is, if I don't know everything, how the hell are you going to know everything? And by the way, I got a staff times 50 of what I am, multiple locations, multiple analysts we have access to, things that you don't. But yeah, you got to figure it out on your own. I, I just, it's, it's nervous. And I mean, it's a blessing on one hand because you kind of do need the other side of the spectrum. But it's sad. I don't want to just help the rich get richer. Sadly, I have to say that to some people so they don't walk next to me like I'm a disease. <laughs> But it's sad that sometimes some people, those with the smallest of wealths, cause the most problems and don't listen. They're looking for advice, not for advice. They're looking for validation, what they've already done. That how it wasn't that bad. How about for once you just take ownership of your life? I mean, this is literally, guys, why we're offering the free financial assessment. Our job is not to judge. Our job is to help. Our job is to put you in the right direction. We want all our clients being successful. You notice I didn't say rich. Being successful. Spread the good word of what we do. 
and eventually you'll come back. We'll give you baby steps. Dave Ramsey, what he always talks about, baby steps. We don't call them baby steps. We'll give you steps. Hey, you need to do this. You need, and it's different for every person. Dave Ramsey, it's the same for everybody, right? Get $1,000, pay off debt, build three to six months of cash reserves, you know, start saving 15%. Look, works for a majority of people. But what if you run a company? What if you need much stronger cash reserves? What if you need to reinvest in your company so it grows more, which will make you more? It's going to be way more than 10 to 12% he promises. You got what I'm saying? You need somebody that understands you, your situation. Folks, we are offering a free financial assessment where we're given one to two meetings, one to two hours of our time, folks, at no cost. There's nothing to hold you back. You got tax season, still important. You can still discuss and handle 2022. On top of that, you're in 2023. This is the best time to meet with a professional. Folks, we are waiving the cost of meeting with us. We're doing that to you. And we have offices all over. Give us a call. We would love to help folks. Our phone number, 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON, like the bird. Or visit our website at falconwp.com or that's falconwealthplanning.com. We would love to help folks to help relate this show to your specific situation. You should never be embarrassed when you're looking to improve yourself. It's like at the gym. When I first started working out, it was the puniest perks in there. I'm still not super muscular. But the point is, is the hardest thing for me was my mind to be the person that's just working out with the bar. For when I was overweight, just getting on the treadmill so people wouldn't laugh at me. I mean, that was probably my biggest hurdle to overcome. Finances aren't too different. Don't worry about the past. Focus on the future. Don't worry about the mistakes that you made. Worry about the goals you're looking to achieve. And guess what? The best way for me to achieve my weight goals was to hire a trainer. Trainer held me accountable. A trainer is a partner. A trainer, the fact that I'm spending money, my cheap self, I'm like, well, I'm not going to waste that money. So, yeah, I'm going to go make sure I don't skip the gym. They made sure I got out of bed. You get what I'm saying? Folks, we would be happy to help. Give us a call. Our phone number is 855-963-2526. That's 855-96-FALCON. Like the bird. Folks, this was just a fast, fast show. Yeah, as you can see, I get riled up. I get excited. So I apologize in advance if I ever rub you the wrong way. As you know, that's not my intention. But I want to thank you for tuning in. Feel free. You can get this show on podcast, Spotify. Feel free to download this every week as we talk about all important topics of personal finance. Folks, I want to thank you for tuning in with you with me. I want to wish you a great weekend. Have a great week and God bless.